Hi, I'm Rocco Stano and welcome to Storymakers. Today we have with us Becky Flansburg. Oh, we don't have Becky Flansburg with us because she's all the way out in Minnesota, in Brainerd, Minnesota. And I'd like to say hi there, Becky. Thanks for joining us via our magic of television. There you are. I'm here in New York and you're there in Minnesota. And so where in Minnesota is Brainerd? Brainerd, Minnesota is kind of right smack in the middle of the state. It's a little more northern. Um, the, the What we call our Twin Cities, which is our metro area, would be about two hours south. But we're in the beautiful north country where there's tons of lakes and um, it's a very big tourist area. It's a great place to live. Right. And Minnesota has a nickname, isn't it? And it's about the lakes. Am I right? The land of 10,000 lakes. And that's very true because any direction from my house, and I live in a very normal residential area, any direction within like a mile, there's a lake. Okay. So, but did anyone go out and actually count to see if there are 10,000 lakes in Minnesota? I, I don't know if someone is in charge of counting. I certainly wouldn't want that job. <laughs> right, especially in the, uh, in the winter. Exactly. So you're going to tell us about your book, Sissy Goes Tiny. So tell us, is she tiny? Is Sissy tiny and she goes even tinier? Or what's the, what's the story about? Well, the story of Sissy Goes Tiny came about in kind of a very fun way. A very good friend of mine, her name is B.A. Norgard. Her and I went to school together, so we've known each other for 30 years. And B.A. is the one that actually lives in a tiny house. And a tiny house technically is a house, and sometimes they're on wheels, sometimes they're not, but most of the time they're on wheels, it would be any sort of little house under 300 square feet. So that's not very big. B.A.'s house, my co-author, her house is under a hundred square feet, so it is very small. But the people who live this lifestyle love it. Um, they are very mindful of of the possessions they own. They are able to travel everywhere in the in the um, U.S. and wherever they go, their house goes with them. And it's just, it's a really unique lifestyle that we, that I've noticed in B.A. as well, obviously, that has really caught on. Um, it's a choice. People are making the choice to do more with less. So B.A. is the one who lives in her little tiny house and she calls her house Sisu, S-I-S-U, which is a Finnish word for grit and perseverance. So what's important about the name Sisu in, in B.A.'s little tiny house is um, the character in the book is a little girl and her name is Sissy. And we've specifically picked her name to kind of play off B.A.'s house name, Sisu. So that's why Sissy is named Sissy. Sissy is a little girl who is eight years old, who one day, um, she lives in a big house and she loves her big house and her big tall trees and her big backyard. And one day mommy and daddy come to her and sit on her bed and say, we are going to live tiny. And at first Sissy's kind of a little nervous. She doesn't know if that means she has to shrink herself or what that means, but her mom and dad say, no, we don't have to shrink ourselves. We are just going to what they call downsize, which is, 
really go through their belongings and keep the things that have a purpose or the things that make their heart sing and really, really um, pare down what they own so they could live in this little house on wheels and then travel around the U.S. and visiting new places and making new friends. Now, the tiny house is different than what uh, many uh, people would be familiar with house trailers where people put the trailer behind their uh, uh, car and they travel around and, and they uh, go on vacation with these uh, house trailers. And also, uh, some people have, they're almost like uh, buses that they drive around and the back is sort of a house. But this is different because this is an actual, is it, am I correct, a wooden house? Yep. And it's funny you talk about the buses because that's another very popular thing in the tiny house community. They call them schoolies and they're a school bus that's converted into a house. So Sissy's house is actually towed by a truck, but it is indeed a house. It has everything a normal house would ever want, places to sleep, places to cook, places to you know, take a bath, places to study your homework. Um, it, you know, so it's just like a very small version of a normal house. You mentioned these school buses. So people buy school buses and they convert them into traveling houses. So, so boys and girls, can you just imagine next time you're on your school bus, look around and say to yourself, okay, if this was going to be my house, where would I put my, uh, where would the TV go? Or where would my bed go? Or where would the kitchen go? So that might be a, uh, a fun little project to try and sketch out how you can convert your school bus into a place to live. And you should ask your bus driver if he or she would like to live in the school bus. And I bet you they'll say, I don't think so, but we'll have to find out. Are these wooden houses old or are they, uh, do people build these little tiny houses uh, today, I can go out and have someone build me a tiny house. Yep, people people tend to completely build their tiny house because there's very specific, you know, there has to be weight limits to it. They have to make the best usage of space, you know, within this 300 square foot, you know, um, area to, uh, to actually create a, a, a home. So now there's um, a lot of tiny house dwellers build their own. My co-author BA has built her own tiny house. She helps the one that she lives in now she built. She helps other people build their tiny houses. There are companies out there nowadays that do nothing but help people build tiny houses. And what's fun about tiny houses and the same idea with the school bus, trying to visualize where things would go is because you're working with such a small area, the, you have to get very creative on your usage of space. Benches become storage. Things pull down from the ceiling. Things have double purpose. You know, the stool, maybe it stacks together and becomes a coffee table. Maybe the center island in the kitchen, you open it up and it's where the doggy sleeps. So you, they, they tend to get very creative on how they use their space. So that's another good activity for kids is, okay, visualize this little house. Maybe it's no bigger than your bedroom. What kind of things would you want to keep? 
And what kind of things would you think you could fit into the tiny house? And it's a good exercise for kids to understand things that need to have a purpose and things that make your heart sing. So maybe those curtains um, that your, your Nana sewed for you, that would be something you'd wanna take with in your tiny house. You could um, take fun things like in the, in the book, Sissy takes some of her things that she cherishes, like some jewelry that a friend gave her, some twinkle lights that used to go around her headboard, and her friends help her repurpose that into, you know, like a little sun catcher for her room. And um, this apron that her grandma gave her became curtains. So the repurposing of things in your house to create something new is a great exercise for kids too. And I think at the end of the day, people need to understand stuff is just stuff. And we want to have less of that so we have more chances to have experiences that we're not held down by our stuff. So it's a great exercise for kids to look at these McDonald's Happy Meal toys and go, is this something I really need? Is it something that makes my heart sing? Or can I donate it to another child to let them play with it and have some joy? Repurposing, you use that word repurposing. So, and you um, gave a reference about an apron that Sissy's grandmother had given her and they, uh, rather than packing the apron up and putting it in a, a drawer in the tiny house, they repurposed uh, the apron and remind me, what did they do with it? They turned it into something new, which meant that the apron, instead of wearing it on your body, the apron became the curtains in Sissy's room. So she could still see them and cherish them and think about her grandma instead of doing, like you said, Rocco, packing it away in a box because, you, you know, you want to keep it. But this way you can enjoy it every day and it has a new life or a new purpose. So uh, Sissy is homeschooled. Is that correct? So what is homeschooling? What is that? Well, funny you should ask that because um, we are homeschooling our daughter. She's 13 for the first time this year. And basically what homeschool means is you are doing your schoolwork and learning your education from home. And that's what Sissy is doing as well. There's a lot of books. There's tons of online um, schools that you can learn what you need to learn without actually sitting in a classroom. And it's not the lifestyle for everyone, but it really works well for our family and it works well for Sissy's family because she's still able to learn and get her education while they're traveling around and meeting new people and visiting new places. Another question that I read the book and I don't have an answer now, uh, Sissy's dad likes to play the ukulele. I know that he downsized, he gave his golf clubs away, and I could understand that because they're traveling around and then not near a golf course. Uh, did his, did her father, did her father give away his ukulele? Can you tell us that? That is an excellent question, Rocco, and that might have to come up in book number two, but I think insider information tells me that he kept his ukulele, even though it hurts Sissy's ears, just because it's really small and they were able to find a space for it. Okay, well, Becky, it was so nice to have you in Minnesota, but being here with me uh, at uh, KidLit TV. It was wonderful, wonderful spending some time with you. So remember, until next time, read a book, even a tiny book. It could be this tiny. It'd be very difficult to read a tiny book like this, but 
maybe you have a tiny book like this one that you can read. So remember, until next time, read a book in any format or size.